My name is Morgan, and I'm going to be your art teacher for today for Catalyst. And some of you might have been here last year, and I led Paint Talk. We're doing it again, but with totally different art. Um, we're going to focus on watercolors, and you're going to be using what looks like colored pencils, but they're actually watercolor pencils. Um, so after you use them, you get them wet, and it's kind of like magic because they end up all like bleeding together, kind of uh, like watercolor. So you might not have used that type of medium before, but it's really cool. Okay, so what we're going to do is we are going to be talking about the biblical gospel. Some of you might be Christians, and you already understand the biblical gospel. You understand why Jesus had to come to earth. You made it real in your heart, and by faith, you chose Jesus Christ as your Savior. So you might have done that. And some of you might not have done that yet, and you might need to hear what the biblical gospel is to understand it even better. But if you have already committed your life to Christ, I want you to especially listen to be able to teach this to somebody else. Because sometimes we've believed it in our heart and our mind, but we might not know how to exactly explain it to someone else. It's almost like if you've seen a color before, like maybe you saw the color red, and you're trying to tell someone who's blind what color red looks like, it's like, well, I know it, and I've seen it, but I don't know how to tell them what it is. So sometimes we need to have somebody kind of come alongside us and be like, hey, this is the biblical gospel, and this is the best way that I have found to share it. So we're going to take the Old Testament, written long ago, and the New Testament, written long ago, but not as long ago, and we're going to merge those together. So if you remember... Long ago, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. If you're in life group or Sunday school class, you've probably heard that song, the Ten, Ten Commandments, the Lord God gave to Moses. Okay, so what the Ten Commandments are, are the ten rules that God created for all humans to obey. Okay, so nobody's perfect. God's standard is perfection. We can't perfectly obey those rules. We make mistakes. Like one of them is do not tell a lie. I'm sure all of us can say that we're guilty and that we've told a lie. Well, if the Lord's standard is perfection, then we're all guilty. And God determines the punishment because he's God. And if your mom or dad has given you a punishment before, maybe they're saying, hey, do your homework. And if you don't, I'm going to take your phone. You know, it's your mom, your dad. They get to determine the punishment. So it's God. He gets to determine the punishment for when we break his law. So when we break his law, he says, you have to go to a place of punishment and torture, which is hell after you die forever. I mean, that's severe, right? And you think, well, why would God give us these 10 rules that we are completely unable to follow? We're sinful people. We just can't follow them. What if you told a lie when you were three and now you're trying to get it back on track? Like we can't undo past sins with good works that we do now. Like what's done is done. So the reason why is because God reveals how merciful he is to us because he sent his son, Jesus, who is our perfect sinless substitute to be like, hey, I'll take her place. I'll take his place. They don't have to die because I'll hang on the cross and die for them. So it's almost like if you were in court and the judge is God and he says you're guilty and you're like, well, I'm a good person. And he's like, well, I'm looking at your crime. I'm not looking at your goodness. I'm looking at the crime you sinned against me. 
your punishment is you have to go to hell. You're like, what? What? I'm guilty. And Jesus steps in, and he's like, no, no. She believes in me. He believes in me. I am her or his substitute. I'll take the punishment. I'll do it. And so you can walk away free. And because you put your hope and your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, who saved you from your sin, you get to go to heaven when you die and be in paradise for eternity with God. And you're adopted into his family, and he calls you his child, and he is your father. So it's so good. It's so good. And Jesus died for everybody. Um, And he's the only way, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God except through Jesus. It's not Allah. It's not Buddha. It's not any other God that's been created. It is God, our Father in heaven, and he provided a way out because he's a good God and he's rich in mercy. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How many of you could say all 10 commandments from your head? Yeah, me neither. I don't have them memorized. I'm going to work on that, though, because it's super important. All right, so let me show you our artwork. Well, here's like, okay, this is a big rough drawing of what I did in the last group just so they could see me step by step, and I'll step by step it for y'all, too. But we are going to write the Ten Commandments, one through, one through ten, in the middle of our paper. And then we have it circled with a crown of thorns, because that's what Jesus wore on his head as a reminder um, that he went to the cross for our sins. Then we're, you can fill it in with flowers and vines if you want to make it that extra touch. If you're a guy, you want to keep it a little more masculine. You don't have to do that unless you're going to give it to your mom or your grandmother or something like that. And, um, and then we're going to color it all in. So we'll do it all in pencil. We'll trace over it with some of that thin line Sharpie that's in front of you. And then we'll use those watercolor pencils to draw over everything. And then we will get it all wet and get it like good and watercolory. So from far away, this is what it looks like. And I'll walk around and show it to you. This is what it looks like finished. All right, we're gonna do it step by step. And if you were listening to what I was saying, and let's say, you haven't decided if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior yet. You think through, you ask God, because God says, if you seek me with all of your heart, you're going to find me. So you can ask God some of the things that I said today. You can go home and be like, Lord, is that true? God, is that right? Like, is that, what is she saying? Honest. And you seek it, he's going to show you that what I said was true, because it's not my words, it's actually what's in the Bible. So it's God's words. So now that you know that, you're able to share it with somebody else. Be like, hey, there's these Ten Commandments. We've broken them. You need a savior, bro, sis, you know, whatever. All right. So you've got your paper. On your paper, the first thing you're going to do with a pencil, just, just watch. You're going to go around and around the outside of your paper, making a crown of thorns, and it's all, like, interlapping. You want to leave the opening open because you're going to put the Ten Commandments in the middle. So go around with your pencil, and then you can trace over that with your Sharpie. So really lightly, just kind of gesturally, go around and around, and make that crown. Okay, so trace over your pencil line with your Sharpie, and then you can put little triangles, and I'll show you. I already started them. Going different directions, just like a little arrow to show that that's the thorns. And I'll come closer and show y'all too. You're gonna do thorns on it so it doesn't just look like a wreath, but it's actually a crown of thorns. Okay, so this is a part that we have to share the colored pencils because we don't have a ton of brown and everybody's gonna have to do brown. So 
You're going to take your, so just listen, some of you are still going to be decorating your crown while other people will be using the colored pencils on the part that they've already done. So that way no one's just having to sit and wait. So if you want to add vines, like kind of coming off the edge of your wreath, you can do that with, with like leaves coming off. I just kind of did like quick little curls. And then I also put flowers on it. So if you want to decorate with flowers, because that's what the, the way you're going, you can do that. So the flowers are super easy. And let me show you. It's just a circle with a swirl at the top. Okay, so you're adding right now. What you're doing is with your Sharpie, you're going to add like ivy or vines if you want them. So they're going to have leaves coming off of them, kind of going but you don't want to fill in the, the center because you're going to need that open for your Ten Commandments. If you want to add a flower, the flowers go along the edge. They're just a circle with a swirl at the top, and you can kind of do a line down the middle to make it look like it has a petal. You can add a leaf if you want. Some of you will do this. Others will start with the brown and just trace over your Sharpie line with a brown colored pencil. So some of you grab that brown and go ahead and start doing that part of it so you don't have to wait for so long. If you're waiting on a brown, you can always grab a green and start going over your, your ivy. Or you can grab pink or blue or whatever if you're going to add color to those flowers. So you're kind of all at different stages. Okay, so where we're at is everyone should be adding all the kind of extra leaves, vines, flowers, decor to their crown of thorns and start filling it in with color. We won't paint till the very end because of water. So, because we need to keep it dry in the middle for our Ten Commandments. Okay, I know y'all are all at different stages, but let's go ahead and start putting the Ten Commandments on the inside of that um, crown of thorns. All right, so you, if you want to draw it straight with a Sharpie, you can, but if you make a mistake, there's no turning back. Or you can put it all in in pencil and then go back over it with your Sharpie, and you want to just try to fit all ten of them in before you get to the bottom. So I'll, go, I'll start with the first one for those of you that can't see it. So at the very top, you're going to write, I am the Lord your God. And then we'll go through all ten of them. So right now, at the top, in your wreath, in your crown, put, I am the Lord your God. Okay, and as we go through these, I want you to just do some inward reflection and think about how you might have committed one of these sins against God, but he is a forgiving God, so you can ask for forgiveness, and he promises that he will. Okay, so number one, so you're saying, I am the Lord your God, and then you're going to write the first one. You shall have no other gods but me. Number one, you shall have no other gods but me. You shall have no other gods but me. So what that means is the Lord does not want you to worship anyone or anything else. So no sports heroes, no famous singers, actors, any of that. You should have nobody that you put above God in your life. Okay, number two, don't make idols for yourself. 
Number two, don't make idols for yourself. So that, that, doesn't, that means don't idolize anyone or anything. Some people might really, really love their boat or their lake house or something like that, and they put that above God, and they want to spend all their time there instead of at church or whatever. That can become an idol. So God is very clear, do not make idols for yourself. That's number two. Okay, we're good. Number two, don't make idols for yourself. Number three, don't take God's name in vain. That means you use God's name as a cuss word, and that is wrong. It's called blasphemy. Do not take God's name in vain. Number three, do not take God's name in vain. Okay, are we good? Are we ready to go on to number four? So number three, do not take God's name in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That means the Lord, out of the seven days, the Lord wants you to take one day and set it aside to worship God and to rest. We usually do that on Sunday when we come to church and we worship God. We don't work or go to school. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. S-A-B-B-A-T-H. Sabbath. Okay, number five. Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and mother. That's number five. Honor your father and mother. That's number five. So you honor your parents by obeying them. And when you're an adult, you honor your parents by how you live. Honor your father and mother. That's number five. We ready for number six? Number six, do not commit murder. Yeah, thou shalt not kill. Do not commit murder. So I had said this in the last group. I said, you have to be very careful here because the Lord says if you thought about somebody with hatred, like you hate them, that's the same in God's eyes to committing murder. So you got to be careful. You don't want to hate anybody because everyone's created in God's image and he loves them. Do not commit murder. Okay, do not commit murder. Number seven is do not commit adultery. Do not commit adultery. Now, we have to be careful here in the same way as do not commit murder because the Lord says if you have looked upon someone with lust in your heart, that is committing adultery. So you want to keep your thoughts pure as well as your actions. Do not commit adultery. Adult R-Y. You spell it adult and then R-Y at the end. Right. Adultery. Okay, number eight. So number seven, don't commit adultery. Number eight is do not steal. So you don't take things that don't belong to you. Even if it's a piece of gum or a pencil, you don't steal. Don't take things that don't belong to you. Do not steal. Number seven is do not commit adultery. 
Number eight is do not steal. I'm hearing people already know the next one. Number nine, do not lie. So number eight is do not steal. Number nine is don't tell lies. Do not lie. Is a half-truth still a lie? Yes, a half-truth is still a lie. Do not lie. That's number nine. And the last one, number 10, do not covet. Covet means envy. That means you want what somebody else has and that you're not thankful or satisfied what God has already given you. I think that's hard, especially when we look online at what everybody's got. Do not covet. C-O-V-E-T. That means don't be envious. C-O-V-E-T. Do not covet. After you've written those in, if you did them in pencil, you go over them with Sharpie. Can y'all all agree that you've probably done a couple of these? Yes. So are we innocent or are we guilty in God's eyes? We're guilty. And so do you understand why it's important to know the Ten Commandments so then you can truly understand why you need a Savior? We need a Savior. We need a rescuer. I can't die for your sins because I have my own sins to die for, just like you can't die for my sins because you have to die for yours. So we need somebody to help us, and that's only found in Jesus Christ. Okay, so here's what's happening. So you wrote those Ten Commandments. You circled them with the crown of thorns. You're made right in God's sight if you have committed your life through faith to God through Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ has become your Savior, you do that by praying and asking God to save you. So listen, listen. Here's the next point. I know y'all are talking and it's fun, but I want you to listen for a second. So if this is not something that you've done and you're feeling in your heart a little uncomfortable, it's called conviction, and that's actually a good feeling because it promotes us to be more like Christ. So you will ask God to forgive you of some of the sin that you sinned against him, to forgive you, and he will. But you have to also turn away from those old sins, which is called repentance, and ask God to give you a new life through Jesus Christ. So now, as you do that, then you've been adopted into God's family, and you are now seen as his child, never to lose your salvation. The Bible tells us in John 10 that no one can steal you from the Father's hand. Once you're saved, you're always saved. That's the assurance that we have. So as you're looking at this and you're seeing your artwork, you're now going to take the water that's on your table. Listen, here's the next step. You're going to take the water that's on your table and don't don't drink it. And you're going to use a paintbrush of your choice. Get it good and wet. There's paper towels in the middle of the table if you need them. And you're going to just start watercoloring in over all of those colored pencils. And then you, so you're going to start painting. So you can start the painting process now if you want to. Try not to get the Ten Commandments part wet so it doesn't get all. Are y'all painting yet? It's cool, isn't it? 
It's okay if it's drippy or it gets outside the lines. That's the artistic beauty of it. Makes it look really cool. If you want to color the inside, you can. I saw somebody else on the other side of the room do it. It looks really cool, but you don't have to.